the New Zealand Tech Podcast, brought to you by Vector Communications. Data networks built for business. Welcome along to the New Zealand Tech Podcast. This is episode 209. I'm Paul Spain. And I'm Walt Reed. Welcome back to the podcast, Wal. Great to great to have you here. I'm very pleasured to be here, Paul. Well, that's good. Uh, now let's just jump straight into the news. Now the big thing in the last uh, last week has been uh, Sony Pictures getting hacked, and uh, this one is not a trivial one. Really, all of their confidential corporate information yep. seems to have been uh, laid bare, or yep. certainly a, a pretty huge uh, percentage of it, and more sort of being. Uh, dropped out as the days uh, go by. Really, uh, nothing has been uh, considered sacred as far as the hackers are concerned. Um, I mean, any any sort of thing that you can think of, information that they might have had and wanted to uh, not have out in the public, uh, the, these things have all been uh, have all been uh, landing. So you know whether it's uh, you know confidential discussions and 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 contracts uh, with with artists and well, with with um, the movie stars and so on, um, and even uh, yeah, even movies that unreleased. You know, this stuff has uh, has leaked. This story defies belief, Paulie. Um, even uh, we've had uh, calls about North Korea might be behind it. Have you heard of that? And they've also North Korea calls Sony Pictures hack a righteous deed. <laughs> yes. So uh, <laughs> yeah, well, That's the stuff the movies are made of. Yeah. Well, I guess after There's the uh, you know the the uh, the, the re- recent movie that was uh, yeah making making a bit of bit of fun of uh, was it Kim Jong Un. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The so, uh, the so yeah, so with, with the interview, so it was that 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 was sort of the the trigger for saying that it was uh, North Korea and and probably some other uh, uh, things that they've been able to see in their, in their systems. But uh, I mean, who knows the reality of that one? But I mean, this this is um, this is pretty scary. The sort of level to which they've been hacked, and it's not the first time Sony have been hacked. No, uh, I think it was Gizmodo did a did a story, sort of basically asking, well. Um, what, why, why, or, 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 yeah, answering the question, why Sony keeps getting hacked, um, and, yeah, well, I guess, and this one, you know, it's being referred to as, as possibly the biggest corporate hack in history, um, but of course, it wasn't that long ago that uh, Sony's PlayStation Network got uh, got hacked. I yeah. think we're talking yeah. what uh, within the last about three years, uh, so. Yeah, Sony seems seems to really have some problems. They're really taking it, aren't they? I guess taking it's a hard hit. I'm sure it's you know it's a whole com- combination of uh, of of factors, and you know you can go to Gizmodo if you really want to uh, uh, yeah read up on it. But you know part of it comes down to um, you know just just some of their products of things that people wanted to break. So first of all, it was the uh, um, uh, digital digital rights management stuff. Uh, we had the um, uh, George Hotz who hacked uh, hacked his PlayStation back in the day. But you know, then the uh, the the 2011 hacking of the PlayStation Network. Uh, I mean, that brought uh, brought PlayStation to its knees. But you know, they've obviously bounced back with the PlayStation uh, Four because their network was down for uh, for over three weeks in that case. Yeah, this well, um, yeah. you and, know, heads but, are going to roll. He's yeah, have to roll well, at, at Sony. but the question is whether they can get it right because obviously he, I'm I'm sure heads must have rolled in the past. This is like J-pop versus K-pop um, <laughs> scenario right here. It's classic, and you know North Koreans they do stuff in style. They've done it in style. You yeah, didn't hear well, that from me. 
No, no. Um, anyway, so yeah, this this I think this is an interesting one. It's maybe a, a, just a bit of a reminder of how important getting security right is with technology systems. Mm. You know, I think yeah, you know, we all get pretty uh, pretty relaxed about it, and you know, the the nature of information that uh, yeah businesses store in an electronic context. Well, just about everything these days. Uh, Individuals, even the apps that we sign up for that ask for all sorts of crazy rights. You know, you download a game and it says, "Well, okay, uh, yep, you can have that." Uh, um, just, just a little note. Uh, by the way, we need to be able to read your text messages, uh, look at your call history, uh, make a call on your behalf, send a text on your behalf, to, uh, check exactly where you are. We're creating a, a you know a situation for ourselves, aren't we? But here's We're a question. That demands uh, an inquiry. Uh, so even if you had the best encryption and the most robust security, um, uh, is it avoidable? I mean, if somebody wants to hack a company with even the best systems, what do you think? Well, I mean, I guess it's like, um, well, I was going to compare it with stealing the Mona Lisa, but uh, actually the guy that walked in and, and, and did that um, managed to do it pr- pretty easily. Uh, these days it would be a lot harder, but if you really wanted to do so, uh, then I guess you get the right people working in the right you know places, and mm-hmm. you know I guess anything's possible, right? You've been watching too many TV shows, so, uh, <laughs> blacklist or something. <laughs> hey, but hey, listen, but Apple also had that with uh, a couple of months ago with the iCloud celebrity accounts got hacked as well. I think one of the celebrities made a big noise and dance about it. Yeah, I mean there, there have been those that you know the uh, the naked pictures of the celebs and all all those sorts of uh, things. I mean, uh, typically these hacks tend to come down to uh, individual accounts, but I mean, the, this is a, on a greater scale than obviously. I mean, this is just an, an, an incredible scale, really. Yeah. And then you know we've got the other side, which you know obviously isn't as uh, isn't as bad, but can still have an impact as the you know the the big outages with systems. And uh, you know, I guess with that uh, that the hack of the PlayStation Network in 2011, it actually led to a big forced outage that you know three three weeks or so. Uh, Microsoft recently they've had their outage with their um, Azure uh, cloud system. Um, mm. So yeah, that, that's the those are the other uh, I guess nasty things that tend to happen: outages and and uh, you and might hackings. Have to, uh, but, might have to check uh, on the uh, New Zealand Team podcast uh, cloud service as well. Right? Uh, that's where you had it. Yeah. Okay. Um, Right now, on to on to other topics. Um, I, I guess you're probably looking for every uh, every little gap you can in there, Walt, to uh, to promote the New Zealand Entertainment Podcast. I only um, said it once, but you you just said it again, so it was free. Yeah, free advertising. Yeah. Now we've got a bunch of new uh, new devices here to add to the uh, the stack of. Uh, let me get them. Smaller uh, tablets that we've that we've had uh, recently. We've uh, we've been looking at the uh, the new uh, Sony Xperia uh, Xperia Z3 Compact. Now yep. Yep. this is uh, it's a, a pretty slick sort of feeling device, isn't it? Very very uh, slim. It's you know a real premium uh, handset. You know mm-hmm. when you compare it across. Uh, the varying other Android devices out there, it's definitely uh, you know definitely one that sort of sits up at the uh, at the very you know top end. Um, but interestingly, this time around, they've gone with that sort of compact form factor, so it's an eight inch. Yep, and certainly yep. in New Zealand, they haven't launched the uh, the you know the full size sort of ten inch oh. um, size screen. They've gone gone with the smaller fact, form factor, yep. which does tend to be the hot you know the the, the sort of the hot area at the moment uh, is the smaller. Uh, Smaller tablets. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know about you, but I I find that the uh, 
uh, you know, the smaller form factor tablets actually um, are, have a bit more utility, and you know, from an entertainment perspective, etc. Mm. No, no, I, I agree. I totally agree. I, I quite like the form factor of it. It looks good. It's nice and bright and clear for an LCD. I'm, I'm quite used to the the Samsung Super AMOLED. HTC AMOLED uh, screen which pops, um, but this looks really good and it feels really nice too in the hand as well. So um, comparable with the Tab S, eight point four inch from Samsung, but it looks the bizzo. I'm I'm impressed. Yeah. Um, now we've got some other ones. Now they they certainly don't have the uh, quite the uh, the shine of the the Sony uh, nor the waterproof uh, capability, um, but we've got. Um, We've got now a few weeks ago. Actually, we had a look at the uh, new Windows tablet from uh, Toshiba. Now, while you've got that one there, now when I first looked at it, it was sort of like, oh, this is okay for a cheap, you know, ninety nine yeah. US dollar tablet. Now that has launched into the New Zealand market. I think it's uh, a little bit north of uh, of two hundred in the New yeah. Zealand uh, market. Um, after a bit more a bit more use, I've got to say um, it's been very quickly trumped by uh, new products from HP. So I would stay clear of that. Um, mm-hmm. So the 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 Toshiba, um, what's that one called? The begins with E. Yeah, the Encore. No, do, do, I've got do, do, the, do, do, do. the name wrong. Um, Anyway, we'll come back to the name, but we've got the new uh, the new Stream Seven and the Stream Eight here from uh, from HP. Now, both of those are coming, um, despite some of the things you might read online. That they're, they're launching uh, in most cases with thirty two uh, gigs of storage. So, uh, whereas the um, the other one here's got uh, got sixteen, the Toshiba mm-hmm. uh, sixteen. So uh, at that sort of those lower price points. Uh, HP definitely uh, trumps it, and I think a nicer form factor for the uh, for the seven inch one. While we were sort of com- comparing the Toshiba and the HP, and the Toshiba's just got you know a whole lot of extra space uh, around the screen, and the screen on the Toshiba when you put it next to the HP uh, is just night night and day difference. Uh, it's a pr- it's a really uh, you know poor screen on the. Uh, um, on the Toshiba, but uh, you know, for what it is, a ninety-nine dollar Windows or ninety-nine US dollar Windows tablet. Um, hey, it, it, at the time, was really the the only thing to uh, uh, to drop to that sort of price point. But mm. uh, yeah, quickly trumped by the uh, by the HP. Um, now HP, I noticed with the Stream Eight, the one that they've just launched here in New Zealand, uh, that comes with a subscription to iPass Wi-Fi. Uh, and there's quite a few hotspots in New Zealand, not as many as, say, Tommy's own and the other ones that sort of piggyback off them like Skype. Um, but you get a free uh, free subscription, free Wi-Fi subscription. So, yeah, you can bounce around lots of locations and uh, and get Wi-Fi on it for free. Not quite as good as in the US, though. Uh, in the US with that Stream 8 tablet, yeah. uh, it's coming with uh, a SIM card and 200 megs of free data a month. Although you could say 200 uh, megs is so low that uh, it's not worth it, but um, no. considering you're not paying anything, getting a two-year uh, you know, mobile data subscription isn't uh, isn't too bad. It's not bad at all. Better than a poke in the eye. And I quite like this uh, Sony Xperia. It's almost, you know, the carried on from the Xperia compact phone or the Xperia new uh, Xperia phone. Yeah, I mean, jumping back to the Xperia, I mean, definitely stands out to me, uh, you know, between, I think between Sony and Samsung, um, you know, that... 
it's kind of hard to compete in that uh, at that in that uh, high end Android uh, tablet space, right? They're um, they're sort of covering the bases. So um, yeah, pretty uh, pretty good pretty good product overall. It's an attractive look. And if you want to use it in the bath, of course, being yeah, um, Xperia, then you've yep. got the uh, the whole waterproof thing going on. So you want to read a Might read an e book in the bath, then uh, I'll test drive that tonight. Um, then away you go. Yeah, absolutely. Roses and. Um. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and I'm away with my experience. Yeah. Awesome. Splish splash. Yeah, yeah. Uh, remember not to take too many selfies at the same time, though, Wong. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just, 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 just a little reminder. Yeah. Um, all of these, they seem to be sort of throwing in, in freebies. So the um, the Stream 8 and uh, I think the, the, uh, the Stream 7, uh, they're working in Office 365 uh, bundles as well. So that That's personal cool. subscription, the... Uh, virtually unlimited uh, cloud storage and um, HP are also doing a um, a small Dropbox sort of freebie a, as well, um, but that only lasts for uh, for, for six months. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we I'm pretty pretty impressed. So uh, yeah, the stream the stream eight, eight that's the stream eight yeah, you got yeah, there, yeah. Wall, and um, that's all right. We eh? got the we got the stream seven as well. So yeah, I mean there these are low cost devices. So the stream uh, stream seven. I don't think I've seen the New Zealand pricing yet because it hasn't officially landed here. But I think it's going to be under two hundred mm-hmm. uh, around that sort of price point. And the uh, the stream eight is two hundred and sixty nine uh, in in the New Zealand market. So you know not quite the volumes going through that we see in the US. So you're pay, certainly paying a chunk more here. Uh, but still, yeah, pretty competitive for uh, yeah for those that are interested in a in a Windows type uh, tablet at the smaller uh, smaller form factor. And yeah, of course, you can use the um, the wireless display capabilities of Miracast, and uh, with a lot of TVs having that built in now, where you can get something to plug into your your TV or mm-hmm. your projector uh, to mirror what's on the uh, what's on the the tablet screen straight up to your uh, TV. Now, talking about pushing stuff up to your uh, TV screen, well, what was it that got uh, finally uh, got a f- an official release in New Zealand uh, today that's been available through other channels for a long yeah. time? The Chromecast has been launched in New Zealand today, officially. Yeah, Google's uh, Google's Chromecast. So $61 <laughs> here in New Zealand. Um, oh, outrageous. Outrageous compared to the US price, you might say, but uh, $61 we only deal is, with, uh, is US isn't dollars. It? Yeah. <laughs> Whenever you're quoting something, Paul, you always mention US dollars. Well, so, um, when it's a pre release product that hasn't made in New Zealand launch, then that's often all we've, all we've got. Um, yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, sixty-one dollars. I think is pretty good. Uh, pretty good value. You can, uh, yeah, mirror your Chrome uh, browser up to it. Uh, Quickflix, who uh, uh, launched their their app on, um, well, it's actually been available on Chrome for a while for those that that have on the Chromecast for those that have been using it. Um, but it's now officially available here locally, and it's you know a product that anyone can just walk into a you know a, a Dick Smith and Harvey Norman type uh, store and uh, and pick it up, and away they go. So I think that will be a, a nice little uh, uh, yeah Christmas no, gift sort of item, exactly. something to uh, to buy for those that that haven't got a way of pushing stuff up onto their uh, TV at the moment. I mean, there are obviously those Miracast things, uh, devices we were talking about before, Apple TV. Um, but it, yeah, it's nice to to have some options. One of the challenging things with the Chromecast is for those who want to run Netflix through it, and to do with the way that uh, that Google configure it, it is a reasonably technical process, and it can be a, yeah, it's not 
it's not everyone's environment that you're actually going to be able to get that thing to work properly with Netflix, mm-hmm. uh, just the way they've uh, designed it. So just worth being aware of if you want it for Netflix, uh, get online and, and, and have a good search if you're hoping to uh, get your Chromecast to work with Netflix. You would think that it would have been optimised for the New Zealand market first. They would have tested it beforehand, wouldn't they, before the, the launch? Uh, yeah, and I'm sure – I mean, that will, ch- that will change um, – the Netflix support will change because it's obviously officially coming to New Zealand in March – um, but yeah, in terms of making your Netflix environment think you're in a country other than New Zealand, uh, that's the that's the challenge with uh, uh, the way the Chromecast is implemented because of the way it uses uh, uh, Google's uh, domain name servers, their DNS servers. So uh, yeah, that creates a small uh, a small challenge. Mm. Um, I need to get one. Now, now you were mentioning with uh, with uh, Quickflix. Now they're the first that are on uh, that are on Chromecast yep. down under. Yep. Um, some new content also coming through from them. They seem to sort yeah, of well, steadily be pushing new bits and bits and pieces through. They're not quite uh, well. N- nobody's uh, um, you know quite got the full content of uh, or catalogue of, of content we would we'd we'd love mm. uh, but what's what's their newest uh, one well they just launched today of course uh, that uh, great New Zealand movie the Dark Horse uh, to coincide with the Chromecast uh, release as well uh, be released today and they've also teamed up is that a pay per view one is it because that's a quite a new release it is. isn't it I'm quite keen to see yeah it, it is pay per view which means you don't have to be a quick flex subscriber so anyone can just go on there and just rent or hire it. Yeah, which is kind of cool. And they've also just seen it recently with uh, Edge documentaries as well, um, and um, just adding a whole lot of new docos and also New Zealand content as well, local film and television. Okay. Oh, that's good. That's good supporters. Good. Yep. Excellent. Um, and I mean, have you been uh, you, you been using any of the streaming services lately? Are you doing much of that? Because I mean, there are so many different ways of accessing content. Um, only uh, Lightbox and Quickflix. Yep. Um, none of the new ones like um, Video Easy. I haven't tried that one yet. Um, or the New Zealand Film Commission's got one as well. Yep. Yep. With New Zealand Film on Demand. Okay. Now jumping uh, jumping into so that's um, new tablets from HP. What are th- and and Sony, Sony with and uh, Tosh with the experience. Toshiba. Um, now the other thing we've got. Now I won't chat too much about uh, at this time. We'll pick that up probably next week or the week after. Um, is the new Fitbit charge? Now this has just launched in uh, New Zealand in about the last uh, last week, and so a new another uh, wearable device for uh, helping you uh, track your fitness. From uh, from another rubber from band. the guys at at, uh, at Fitbit. Now these guys apparently Fitbit have about seventy percent of the market share of uh, fitness oriented uh, wearables. So they're uh, they're you know they're very very strong. Um, Jawbone sort of comes in after them, and then you know you've got all of the the smart watches and so on that do uh, fitness things and yeah, all, all the other uh, products. Yeah. Um, your your GPS watches from TomTom, Tom, which are really cool. Uh, I think the popularity of the Fitbit just comes down to their simplicity. They're just so simple, uh, you know, in terms of wearing them. They've got a reasonable sort of battery life. Um, the main thing that I find annoying across all these devices, they've all got different charges. No one's sort of set on any sort of standard, and they're mostly trying to be waterproof to some degree, so they can't, you know, just have a, a micro USB uh, connection. The best one so far I've hit uh, would would be um, 
Microsoft's band, uh, and that's yeah, because they've, that. got that ma- they've got a magnetic yeah, charger on it. So there's yep. uh, one there. Um, so, yeah, so that's, um, yeah, that's a plus from Microsoft. Now, one of the things the Microsoft band and some of the other ones has uh, that the Fitbit uh, charge doesn't have is heart rate sensor. Ah. So that is something we've got to wait for from uh, from Fitbit, but not long. I think we're probably talking uh, uh, January sort of time frame when uh, the the there's two other Fitbits coming. So the uh, the the charge HR will have the heart rate monitor uh, built into it, and apparently you'll you'll still get a few days, uh, maybe up to five days uh, battery life. And I believe that it operates like the Microsoft Band. And that that can run continuously. It's a continuous heart rate sensor, rather than most of the other devices that we're seeing, Samsungs and the like, where you tend to turn on the heart rate monitor when you need it and then turn it off again. Mm. So when you go out for a run or uh, you know kick off things like it, uh, it's sleep tracking. Uh, the sleep tracking happens entirely automatically on the Fitbit uh, charge and on the oh, HR. Really? So uh, yeah, yeah. So. Some good, uh, some good stuff going on there from yeah. uh, from Fitbit. That now it's one hundred and seventy nine dollars uh, in the New Zealand market as the retail here uh, for the for the Fitbit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you know pretty reason pretty reasonably priced, and by them not sort of you know jumping uh, um, you know too too far up the sort of price scale. That's going to help them keep, uh, yeah, sustain a good market share. I imagine these prices are going to keep dropping over t- over time, though. Um, and the other one coming is the Fitbit uh, Surge, which I think, f- yeah, Fitbit are releasing in a uh, in a similar time frame, uh, around the same time as the um, uh, as the Charge HR for uh, for heart rate. And that one is uh, is more down the track of a. Uh, you know, for the for the real fitness fanatics, and you've got a um, uh, a bigger a bigger screen rather than just a very 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 basic uh, screen on the uh, on the charge, and you've got yeah a bunch more uh, yeah capabilities in there. So, so what are you using at the moment for a heart rate monitor, Paul? Uh, well, I don't wear one twenty four seven, but I have been you know trying out the uh, the Microsoft Band and uh, and a few of the few of the other products. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean the Microsoft Band is is probably the the best one uh, that I've had available to date in in that it's got that continuous uh, heart rate monitoring uh, capability. So uh, I'm pretty yeah I'm pretty sure that's a that's a it's a continuous um, heart rate. On there compared to I think Samsung. Uh, Samsung's the, the only telco manufacturer that's made a uh, a band or a fitness band, a uh, fit gear gear fit. Yeah, yep. So well, their ones has it, um, and the uh, the Tom Tom. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, their their um, products as well now have the um, heart rate monitor uh, built in built into the band, as opposed to what they had last year, which is you know you had to. Uh, uh, wear something around your chest, so just it's, it get some, just uh, get, gets easier and easier. Some good lycra, to go with that. Lovely, yes, absolutely. Bicycle um, pants. Yeah, no, don't, 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 don't turn up here <laughs> wearing that for the next podcast. Uh, while uh, Bluetooth, oh, Bluetooth, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's time to talk pizza. Uh, just getting a little bit peckish there, and uh, oh, as I was thinking about that, yes, me too. I'm getting hungry. What was triggered, but. Um, but I recalled there was a little bit of news over the weekend yep. around uh, 
some new drones. Pizza delivery drones? A perhaps. Pizza delivery drone, maybe. So This um, is the best idea since whenever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, anything that gets you your uh, your hot takeaway food uh, quicker is uh, is good, isn't it? You don't have to wait for the uh, wait for the driver now. Just another place where technology is going to um, – I don't think it's going to put people out of business, but uh, it's going to mean some part-time uh, jobs might be, uh, might be disappearing. Yeah. Um, so what we're, we're hearing about a, uh, a company called uh, Flirty, uh, interesting name. <laughs> um, I thought you'd, be, uh, you'd like that one, Wall. Um, I knew that would, uh, would tickle you fancy. Pity they still didn't have Eagle Boys. Um, now, <laughs> that would be flighty then. Um, now the um, next so next next year, what what we're hearing about is um, a trialling of of pizza drop offs uh, using drones. This is a company that's founded in uh, in Australia. They're operating out of the US, and what they're saying is they want to treat New Zealand as a test bed uh, where they can uh, perfect their technology ahead of a, a global uh, rollout. And uh, they think New Zealand might be a uniquely uh, placed to be one of the first countries in the world to do drone delivery. And, um, yeah, I guess the reason for that would be um, that our laws are probably, uh, you know, relaxed enough and it's not going to be too much of a big deal. And we've got a government that's uh, pretty happy to push through things under urgency. So uh, yeah, we don't if, have any if, the go- if the government's into it, then uh, they deliveries. can uh, they can just come up with something uh, pretty quickly and uh, yep. and 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 push it through in a couple of days, right? So oh, definitely. Um, yeah, I guess the pizza if, must get through. Paul. If, if that uh, makes New Zealand a, um, a, a, a hub of uh, of drone innovation, then um, I don't know. It could be good, although there's some uh, there's there's potentially a dark side to some of this technology as well, isn't there? If you've got them flying around, dark side. What's all the dark side to house and by drone? Well, if they're not just <laughs> delivering pizzas, so uh, <laughs> you know, it's not Terminator. Paul, oh, I don't know. It's just the beginning. <laughs> it's just the beginning, Walt. So pie, pie in the sky, indeed. Now. Uh, hmm, so yeah, so drains. So I mean, what do you think? Do you, th- do, you th- do you think New Zealand should be a, a place well, where? Uh, I think there'll be a dan- downturn in the laser pointer um, <laughs> industry. <laughs> but on the uh, the uptaker side of it, I think there will be a lot of people adapting to the technology. It's going to be interesting to see how it's going to work mm. because you know if you've got a drone flying around, you know what's to stop somebody from shooting it down? Oh, well, I mean, I would, I'm just thinking out loud here, but yeah. You know, oh, well, I mean, I'm sure there'll be people that, that try and uh, try and nab these drones and so on. Uh, but yeah. they'll have some insurance to, to, to cover that. I'm, I'm interested, all for it, like mm. Snapcash, mm. um, definitely new things. Now, uh, Skype, Microsoft owns Skype, and they also yep. own a product called Link, which is kind of a business product with you know, a fair number of similarities to Skype. Um, in in terms of some of the some of its uh, yeah things that it gets it's used for, uh, in terms of person to person video calls, uh, businesses use uh, use Link uh, in conjunction with their phone system or as a replacement for it. Uh, gets gets used for uh, you know video uh, conferencing and uh, instant messaging. 
but in the business end. So what we've heard from uh, from Microsoft is Skype is being rena- uh, sorry, Link is being renamed next year to be called Skype for Business, is which it? I think makes yeah. it a little bit simpler for people to sort yeah. of you know to understand understand yeah. where it fits. Um, and the other thing they've done just in the last week is they've enabled calling between Link and Skype now. So if you want those businessy features of of Link or Skype for Business as it's going to be, uh, like recording your, uh, your 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 video meetings and so on. Um, and being able to you know, keep track of the communications, well, you can still do that and call Skype, but without having to be running uh, Skype as well, because Link will uh, Link will do that. Now, for a while, uh, Link has allowed you to do audio calls and chats uh, with Skype users, but uh, now they've turned on that full sort of interoperability, uh, so that you can do full uh, video hookups between the two. Yeah, handy dandy. So very good stuff there. Now um, Ford. Now I've just been uh, been in Melbourne catching up uh, with the Ford guys uh, again oh, this week. Like that, so eh? thank you for that. Casual Ford. as you like. Um, always uh, always good to get in there and have a look at uh, innovative technology. And a couple of things that have uh, impressed me this week around Ford. Um, they're pushing through more and more of their technology is sort of pushing down through their cars. Uh, so they, they've been investing a lot in um, in the engines with the EcoBoost, which is really uh, pushing the um, pushing the fuel efficiency of their vehicles. And yeah, for a long time, it didn't seem as though there was a whole lot of change in in you know in cars and you know in their engines. It's like oh well, you know. Not a, not a whole lot other than the aesthetics it changed for a long time but you know, I think now we're really starting to see a real push for uh, innovation in a whole range of areas and fuel efficiency is uh, is one of them mm-hmm. um, so just as they're announcing uh, you know a bunch of new vehicles at the moment um, if you go and look up the numbers actually some quite nice increases in fuel efficiency uh, you know 10 percent you know improvement in some cases which uh, you know, hey, that's uh, that's not not bad. You oh, know, both yeah. from a money saving perspective and and any sort of environmental uh, flow on. Yeah. Um. They're they're doing obviously good stuff with some of those safety features. So, um, was uh, driving the new which new one was it yesterday? The new, the Cougar, the new Cougar. That was what <coughs> uh, that was what we were we were driving. And um, yeah, they've got the um, they've got the, the the voice capabilities. So you you know you can control do the voice control. You can pick different music tracks off the USB stick by by voice and so on. Um, so it's, you know some quite nice stuff with their with uh, with Ford Sync. Now they are running the original version of Ford Sync. There's also Ford Sync Two, which is coming through in some of their vehicles. Um, but one of the things that I I liked in it, um, which I hadn't noticed uh, previously when testing this, so this this may be a a, a new uh, adjustment uh, to the technology, and this is the technology that helps you sort of keep within your lane. And in the past, your uh, steering wheel, uh, yeah, I remember the steering wheel rumbling when you were uh, you were going out of your lane because uh, you know a lot of the Ford vehicles are you know now building in those sensors that's looking for the lane markings and if you're uh, you know you're cutting across the center line or something or coming out of your lane you get the rumble uh, you'd get the rumble well really? now what they do is that it actually gives a bit of a push on your steering wheel uh, just to, to get you back uh, push you back into your into your uh, lane if you've got the full feature turned on now it's up to the yeah the, the individual whether you know whether they don't have that turned on uh, whether you just have the, the you know the alert or whether you have it actually give a little bit of a, a nudge on the wheel for you oh, the old cougar eh? so taking uh, the wheel off you yeah, yeah. 
Um, so some yeah, so some good um, some some good stuff going on there, and the other bit which uh, which actually probably surprised me a little bit more because I've you know I've seen a lot of the work that's going on uh, you know in the automobile space and you know we're, we're moving you know rapidly to to a situation where you know eventually you'll let the car do you know everything for you if you want to, uh, and you know what we're at now is just a point where where. Yeah, those uh, yeah full self drive features are you know are are, um, are not sort of complete in being able to be delivered to everyone in every location and to cover for every every situation you know a small child crossing the road and uh, you know et cetera that you know the technology can't handle every single situation but it won't be too long before you know we we will see uh, you know these completely autonomous uh, vehicles on the road as a as a reasonably uh, normal sort of thing. Um, of course, actually driving can be a bit of fun, so there's a, there's a flip side to it. I think they're you know generally going to want to still be able to uh, drive when you feel like it. Um, but one area that Ford's been working on that they showed us um, is really trying to change their, their customer uh, experience and how they interact with customers with using technology. Um, and I won't run through all the ins and outs of it, but uh, um, they're – they're, I guess, trying to trying to make it a little bit more like uh, an electronic shopping experience. So when you go on Amazon, you place an order and you get pinged back with an update. And if you put on your track and trace, you can get a you know information to say, hey, your order's here, your order's at this point in the process. You know, it's been packaged up and it's been sent and so on. Um, so they're moving to that type of situation where they will actually be pinging you updates uh, when you're in the showroom. They'll give you an iPad where you can you know flick through and uh, you know look at the varying car options, colors, and and capabilities. Uh, you know based on the things that you're looking for, they'll be able to uh, uh, you know give you a short list of vehicles that might fit your requirements. And then once you actually order your car. Um, you can go online through the web interface. Uh, this is coming to New Zealand. It's not not here yet, um, but um, you'll be able to go online and sort of pick things like the radio stations that you want programmed into your car, what you want the standard sort of temperature to be set to, uh, and when you get your vehicle, it'll have those things sort of pre-done. And they're working on some some technology surrounding the the service uh, ongoing sort of servicing process as well. Mm. So. Um, yeah, it's good to see. It's good to see you know retailers of any product uh, using technology in a way that helps their customers and helps differentiate their business. I think that puts a bit of pressure on the other players too yep. uh, to yep. have a look at, at at how they're servicing their customers. What so. sort of um, engine is in that uh, Cougar? Is it a V six? Um, the Cougars, I think there's a couple of different uh, varieties. We, yep. uh, I think we tried down to a 1.5 uh, EcoBoost, um, oh. a two two litre uh, diesel one. So yeah, it depends on which, which level you go in. Yep. In the Australian market, I think in the New Zealand uh, market, that you've got you know varying varying choices up to uh, your ti- titanium, which is um, yeah, the, the top of the line. Yep. Uh, and you know, I think yeah, most people would certainly be after the titanium, and it just comes down to whether it fits your budget really. But it's the titanium that tends to have all of those techy features. So if you are looking and you're wanting to make sure you get, uh, you know, you get all all the coolest stuff, uh, then yeah, definitely be uh, be having having a look at the titanium because that's got most of the yeah tech capabilities built in. 
And I guess the, the reason why I've tended to sort of focus um, more on on Ford than some of the others, as far as the I guess the non you know, premium cars like BMW and Mercedes, um, Ford seemed to be putting you know the the most focus around uh, around technology. So they were the first. Uh, auto manufacturer to be at uh, CES at the Consumer Electronics Show a few years ago, uh, and you know they consistently now use uh, CES, which is a tech conference, to actually launch and show off new vehicles. Wow. Now we're starting to see the others uh, like BMW and Mercedes uh, turn up there and uh, and show off their wares as well. So yeah, it makes um, sense, though, I suppose. Yeah, it seems to be a place for that. Now, also talk, talking of uh, talking of. New vehicles and yep. uh, techie sort of oriented uh, vehicles. What do you got? Uh, well, I haven't got one here at the moment, <laughs> but uh, Tesla have just opened their uh, their Sydney showroom. They're uh, oh, they're yeah. officially open for business down under now. Not quite here in New Zealand, but um, reasonably close to home by uh, by launching in Sydney. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good to see. And those who want to uh, uh, check out a Tesla don't have so. Uh, so far to go anymore so yeah very 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 pleasing to see that you know tesla are sort of expanding their reach and you know they really are the the innovators in the um uh the ev or electric uh vehicle space when it comes to um you know the the premium uh you know product space and not that they're not under pressure from uh from all of, all of the others uh, and you know uh, BMW and and uh, well yeah I think all of the players are really starting to get into this uh, electronic vehicle space and so yeah Tesla have realised they've got to move pretty uh, pretty quickly if they're going to uh, if they're going to own um, you know a good slice of that market internationally so uh, you know hence they're uh, they're, they're spreading out they've already been in uh, uh, in China uh, for a little while now and uh, yeah here they are uh, down under so. Mm. Uh, Pretty cool. Now, some challenges. Obviously, they need to have uh, points for uh, f- you know for charging, and you know it takes quite a while to roll out that sort of infrastructure. Uh, you know, especially on a on a broad uh, national basis. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't take too too much for them to certainly put you know a few at 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 key points around New Zealand if they chose to uh, to launch here. So yeah, hopefully they're not uh, they're not too far off, and we'll, we'll start seeing a bit more of the. Uh, the electric down here um, because it's, it's not a not a huge selection at the moment. I could see you quite nicely smug behind the wheel of one of those, actually. Well, you know, if uh, if there's some some cool tech in there, I, I definitely yep. want to give it a try. Put it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, well that uh, that's it. There, there um, there's a bunch more that we're going to jump into uh, next week, but that uh, wraps us up for uh, for this week on the New Zealand Tech Podcast. Oh, one one more one more thing. Um, just one more. just about slipped past was um, Microsoft. Now, of course, these days we we have seen that big move to uh, you know the cloud and cloud computing uh, technologies, and Microsoft recently announced uh, the launch of their. Uh, uh, Azure uh, cloud hosting in uh, in Australia, so uh, not very far from us, from a away from us, from a technology standpoint. And uh, this week that they've announced that uh, Microsoft Office uh, 365 and Microsoft CRM customers uh, will, from March 2015, uh, be able to utilise those services uh, from Australia rather than having to be linking up to uh, linking up to Asia now. 
in a lot of cases that probably the the distance doesn't make too much difference but there are there are yeah definitely improvements in terms of that that latency the you mm. know the, the further the distance uh and the latency between New Zealand and Australia i mean it's pretty tiny really in the in the scheme of things um so i mean the distance between uh, as i think we were talking about a, f- a few weeks ago between hawaii and uh, mainland us uh you know that's a bigger distance than it is from uh, from new zealand to uh, to, uh, to to sydney or or even melbourne uh so uh yeah so from march next year now the way that will happen is from that date, anyone new, new signing up as a customer will automatically, uh, you know, if they've put a New Zealand or Australian address, will will be based out of those uh, those locations. Uh, and I believe the estimates at the moment are within uh, two to four months, uh, existing customers will all be moved across uh, from the Asian uh, data centres to the uh, um, the Australian data centres. Mm. So um, yeah, so it's I mean it's good it's good to see. Uh, Microsoft sort of, you know, taking um, our markets down here seriously, and you know, well, it's not quite New Zealand, so you know, it's not. Uh, um, it's not Hawaii either. It's not absolutely perfect, but you know, when you look at the size of our market, servicing New Zealand out of Australia is uh, is probably you know pretty smart, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm sorry, I'm, I've seen pizza delivery drones and going. I'm sorry, <laughs> just too too hungry. All right, well let, let's get off and uh, and get some pizza. Um, I'm not sure how long we'll be waiting for the drone though, so um, I'm I'm probably going to duck out somewhere else from me while you wait here for the uh, the drone to deliver your pizza. Be hey, quicker th- by Uber. <laughs> hey, thanks everyone for listening in. Now, while Reed, where do we where do we catch you online? Yeah, definitely on the New Zealand Entertainment Podcast, the poor cousin or the second cousin of NZ Tech Podcast. Check us out, www.nzentertainmentpodcast.com. Excellent. And you can check all the other, uh, all the other uh, podcasts from us at uh, podcast.co.nz. All right, that's way too cheesy. Uh, never mind. It is what it is. Uh, and uh, you can track me down on, uh, on Twitter at Paul Spain, uh, or uh, you can uh, you can you can track both of us down uh, through the varying social networks. So uh, very good, thank yeah. you, Paul. Thanks, Cheers, everyone. everyone. See ya. The New Zealand Tech Podcast, brought to you by Vector Communications, data networks built for business.